1: Welcome back to another episode of Jamie D and Big Newton. You know by now that I'm Jamie D'Amico, and if you don't know that he's Big Chris Newton, where have you been? But fortunately, if you're listening right now, you already know who he is. Big man, how are you feeling after a Monday night win against the San Francisco 49ers?
0: Man, I feel awesome. I'm a little bit hoarse because, once again, I've given free advertising to Tito's. I had my Tito's last night, and I've been yelling all weekend, and it continued last night, man. Last night was awesome, man. That was a great game.
1: That was, and it was really a complete victory from, from top to bottom. Offense, defense, special teams, and especially the coaching, man. we've heard the rumblings about Sean McDermott being a conservative coach there was nothing conservative about the decisions that were being made in that game were there
0: not at all man to be able to go forward on fourth downs I love it and uh I mean they had a good goal line stance too and like I said the beginning of the game was awesome man and I tell you my hats off to the coaching staff man uh forget punts man forget uh bass kicking hey we're going for it on fourth down man we're going to try to put it on the offensive line and punch it in
1: and what does that say to the team when when head coach is deciding we want to go for it in the situations that they did like how do the players feel when they see a coach who's letting it all hang out like that I
0: think, if anything, it, it, it's a testament to their faith and to uh, Josh Allen. I know the offensive linemen love it. They get little to no glory. And I know especially with the Bills, they've been getting bashed all year. But getting Feliciano back, we're a whole new unit. I wish we could run the football a little better than what we do. But I tell you, man, Allen had all day to throw the ball on most occasions yesterday. And when he did get out the pocket and uh, extend the plays, he usually found digs, uh, my boy Beasley. So, I mean, it was just an all-around game. And and to answer your question, it makes the offensive line, it makes the fat guys feel real good that you're putting it on them.
1: The fat guys. (laughs) But That's amazing.
0: NFL players aren't really fat; they're more muscle. But when you talk about like high school players and stuff, and maybe some college kids, it's more the fat guys. I mean, come on, you know. Uh,
1: okay, sure. And your uh, boy Beasley, as you mentioned, career day, nine receptions, hundred thirty yards. He had himself a first half in that game. It it looked like he was the Bills' entire offense for a little while. He just catches everything and the Niners super physical team and when he came off the field after taking a big hit after getting a really big gain it was like a 30 yard gain i was concerned they said oh but they're they're checking him for a potential head injury and i'm thinking to myself no this is not what they need right now it's great to see him come back in the game um but <laughs> The 49ers, they were laying the lumber on both offense and defense.
0: They were, man. And I, coming into the game, the 49ers, I know they're riddled with injuries, but their defense was still their staple. And they were out there. They still have one of the better pass defenses in the league. And it's like we didn't even run away from them, man. We threw for almost 400 yards and four touchdowns. A very efficient day from Allen. Um, and we didn't shy away from it. Because most of the times if they had a good pass defense, we'd be like, Okay, we gotta run the football. Let's establish run. No. We still went out there and threw the ball forty times against one of the best pass defense in the league. So I feel like on a national stage yesterday, you really had to let people know and take notice of what Josh Allen and this offense could do. We're gonna hang thirty points on whoever. So bring what whoever, it doesn't matter.
1: And Josh Allen. 32 for 40, four touchdowns, 375 yards, no interceptions, one sack. And man, did he get lit up on that sack. Um It was a great day. This is probably his best day as a pro. I, I think you can comfortably say that. And it just seemed like when the Bills were moving the ball, especially in the second half, it was just inevitable. They were going to score. The 49ers didn't look like they had any answers for the Bills' passing game. They played zone defense, and Allen lit him up. They played man-to-man, more of the same. It was just... I don't know if I've ever seen Josh Allen be so calm and just play within himself the entire game. There are really only a couple of plays where he seemed to kind of force the issue, and even then... There was nothing egregious. There, there were plays when when, they, when it wasn't there, he threw it away. And that's exactly what you want to see from him. And the stats actually reflected a guy who, his adjusted. Actually, his adjusted completion percentage for the game was 85 percent and adjusted completion percentage accounts for throwaways and dropped passes. Great game from this guy.
0: Yeah, man, and once again, like we've been saying, we keep it a running tally on uh, how how many times he looks like the franchise quarterback, man. And I tell you, it's, it I, the pros are way the cons when you look at this at this point. Now, I mean, it's at a point now, and, and I want to tell a quick story. I was talking to my boy Joe Johnson, who I always tell you, you know, play with the Saints. We're texting back and forth as well. I was texting with you and Seth. And I said, Joe, man, what does this mean? You know what I'm saying? This reminds me of the Monday night football game in 1999 where the Saints played the Dallas Cowboys, okay? And Joe just gave it to the Cowboys, and he just gave it to Larry Allen. And John Madden called the game. I will never forget it. He was like, this is the you know coming out party of Joe Johnson. And that really pretty much put him on the map and put him in the Pro Bowl. And um, now with this performance, I mean, I don't know if he's in the MVP conversation anymore, but I feel like it solidified his Pro Bowl bid. you got to have this guy in the Pro Bowl now.
1: I, I think you're 100% correct about that. I I mean, who from the AFC could compete with him uh, other than, Mahomes? well, you've got Roethlisberger, who's Mah- really good. You've got Mahomes, who's excellent. But who else?
0: And then it's Lamar. But at this point, you would put Josh Allen in over Lamar.
1: I I would certainly say so. He's having a much better season. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson is excellent, but he's playing for a terrible team. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Allen, I, I would bet that he's going to be there. Because at this point, okay, just... Off the top of my head, I'm going to say that the AFC championship is going to be between the Chiefs and the Steelers. They're, they're the two teams with the best records. So you assume that one of those quarterbacks is not going to be playing in the Pro Bowl because they'll be in the Super Bowl. True. Yeah, true. And that makes Josh Allen next in line.
0: Yeah, that's true. True. Yeah, I can see that.
1: Speaking of which, the Steelers, they lost yesterday. They're no longer undefeated. They lost to the Washington football team. Did they have their clunker one week too soon?
0: I think so. It is hard, man, to keep the attention to detail and bring that kind of intensity week in and week out in the NFL. Um, it's definitely made our job a little harder because now the coach is going to be yelling at them all week and tell them to focus, tell them, hey, we could be beat. So I kind of wish they were undefeated coming into our game, but, I mean, they showed chinks in their armor, and if Washington could beat them, then why can't we make it two in a row?
1: Right. Well, you know, they don't look infallible. Like when the Patriots were undefeated that season where they – you know, lost one in the Super Bowl, they were blowing teams out. They they were absolutely destroying opponents. They they hung like 56 on the Bills that year. And the Steelers aren't doing that. They are they're winning close games and there's definitely something to be said about that. You know, the ability to win a close game says a lot about a team, but at the same time they don't look dominant like you would expect an undefeated team to look. They look like a team that could have more losses than they do, whereas when the Patriots were undefeated at this point, everybody was saying the same thing. Like, well, God, will they ever lose? Because they they just don't look like they have any weaknesses.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Um, The Steelers, I mean, they lost their uh, Pro Bowl linebacker. um... Bush? Yeah. I'm sorry. And, uh, yeah, so they lost him, So that's going to make a week. But they got little baby Watt over there, and uh, he's causing havoc. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just happy we had a, a good showing on the national stage. You know what I'm saying? Last night. Mm-hmm. That's what really felt good. You know what I'm saying? Um, we want to show people that we're for real and we're to be reckoned with. And I know a lot of people don't get a chance to watch Buffalo. So a lot of people saw us last night, and we took care of business. I mean, we did what we were supposed to do against the team we were supposed to do it against.
1: I want the teams in the NFC to start saying, oh, geez, that's not a team we want to face if it comes comes down to the Super Bowl. Is it too early to talk about that? Yes. Can we say after such a convincing win and the team looking like they're improving later in the season, is it too soon to talk about the Bills in the Super Bowl conversation? It's
0: a little too soon for me, but if you did, I wouldn't like if fans want to do it, Bills Mafia want to do it, I'm okay with it. It's a little too soon for me. Um we still got a lot of work to do. Once again, 9 and 3, we're above where I would have predicted we would want to be at. I'm definitely happy. But we got the Steelers this week, okay? So can we put two good games together? I mean, we're supposed to have, at this point, we should have six wins in a row, I think, except for the uh, Arizona loss. And Mm -hmm. uh, you can find solace in the fact that we dominated the best league in football okay? We should be 4-0 against the NFC West. We're a Hail Mary away, a fluke play away for being 4-0 against uh, the best team in football. So you can look at and feel pretty good. But we got the Steelers this week. Then you gotta beat Denver, right. And then I mean, the Patriots, man, you see what they did to L.A.? I mean, Mm -hmm. they whooped L.A. the other day so, I mean, then we finished with Miami. So, um, I heard Sal say this morning that if we beat the Steelers and Miami loses, then we could clinch the division against Denver. I would love that. I would love the fact that we can have the division no matter what the uh Patriots and the Miami game is. You know what I'm saying? I would love yeah. to be ordering my AFC East champion twenty twenty uh season champion t shirts uh in two weeks.
1: Triple XL, baby.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I would love to be doing that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we got a lot of work to do. I do like the fact that Milano played and he made some big plays. Tremaine Edmonds looked like the old Tremaine Edwards. He made a wonderful mm-hmm. goal line stop. That was a wonderful individual effort. Um, our defense, we stymied um, a, a running team that people thought it would run all over us. I mean, I believe that we had more rushing yards than them, didn't they? No. They had they had 86 yards and we had 81, so we I found me mean, there running in and They really couldn't do much, man. Mullins threw for about 300 yards and three touchdowns, but he threw a couple of picks. So we held them in check and we had a comfortable win. So let's go out here and show well against the Steelers, beat Denver, and then you know get the division, and then whatever happens with New England and uh, Miami, so be it. But I'm not talking about Super Bowls just yet.
1: Yeah, well, you know, going back to the division, and it would behoove the Bills to take take care of business against the Steelers because three of the Bills' next four games are going to be on short rest. That doesn't do a team any favors. NFL teams are notoriously bad when they have short rest compared to the other team. Now, the Steelers did play Monday night as well so they're also coming in on you know 6 days the next game and they have to play in buffalo so that is advantageous to the bills however after that denver game you've got you've got those games against the patriots and the dolphins that you really don't want to have to matter at this point in the season wrap it up miami has been hot lately they just seems like they don't lose anymore yeah. So it, just in order to keep pace with them, you really want to hope that they drop a loss. Apparently, the magic number is two here. If the Bills win two and Miami loses one, I guess that would make the magic number three. But two Bills wins, one Miami loss, Bills win the division. Yes. I like being in that position.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. Um, I, I want to just – because, hey, hey, like you said about Miami, man – Tour got in the game, and he he looked like a he looked like one of the best quarterbacks, man. He looked like a first round pick, man. He threw for a ton of yards and looked comparable. So, yep. I mean, they're biting. Miami's biting in our toenails. So, I mean, we got to go take care of business, so we can wrap it up. I would love to wrap it up instead of it going to week sixteen and seventeen.
1: Hmm. Um. It's been a. F- I know we've talked about this before, but it's been a fun season so far, and. Coming off, coming off the last few games, you know the Bills lost to Arizona, but that was still a fun one. And if you're going to lose, <laughs> it's kind of a fun way to go down, if there's a such thing. Taking care of business against the Chargers and then dominating the Forty Nine ers, who I was worried about. You know, you were texting me during the game, and you're like, "Well, wait a minute." Well, actually, just before the game, the Vegas odds because so many people were putting money on the uh, Niners that the Vegas odds went from Bills being a five-point favorite to being a one-point dog. And you ask the question, what does Vegas know that we don't? <laughs> Apparently the answer is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, the, the Bills played a great game. It wasn't without its warts. You know, the offensive line, as you already mentioned, they were not open up, r- opening up running lanes and they still seem to give up yardage in chunks, especially when the Forty ers went to the hurry-up offense. The Bills seem to not have any answers on defense, and you know one play in particular on the offensive line that is that that bothered me was it was a third-down play. It was third and one. The Bills ran the ball to the left-hand side of the line with uh, with Zach Moss. And before the play was even over, four of the Bills' offensive linemen were on the ground. And there were no defensive linemen on the ground. It was just Bills' blockers laying there. And I'm looking at it thinking, that's not how you do it, guys. Then the Bills went for it on fourth and two. Passed the ball, which I didn't see coming. Got the first down. Ended up scoring. So... When it comes to the game against Pittsburgh, what do you see them working on this week?
0: We have to definitely work on our running game. Um, when Moss got his number called and he had that crucial fumble in the first quarter, I feel like we kind of went away from him because remember when Singletary, he got he got hurt. And then so we tried to give it to Moss and he fumbled. And I think he got kind of banged up and then Singletary came back in and he didn't show any signs of... Uh, anything lingering that was most opportunity to do something and he fumbled it so we we can't have put the ball on the carpet so we need to really work on securing the ball and not fumbling and we definitely got to work on our running game but hopefully if we get john brown back i mean our offense is going to be even more explosive and also mm-hmm. and also uh Milano obviously is on a pitch count and I'm all good with that cuz the way we used him I mean he has crucial rushes on the quarterback he played well on third third down packages so just continue to get healthy and work on the running game.
1: Yeah, Sean McDermott has made it very clear that he will not tolerate fumbling this year. When Singletary fumbled, he was done uh, against the Chargers. Uh, McDermott took him out and he didn't see the light of day <laughs> the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to take Moss out in the first quarter of the game and not put him back in, basically the rest, he's trying to get a message across. And I hope it doesn't rattle Moss's confidence because a lot of times with a rookie, after they fumble, what you do is you put him right back in, you hand him the ball, you say, hey, man, we believe in you. Yeah. Now, we're talking about a guy who... Literally never fumbled in his college career. And the one he sort of put on the ground initially, he was down when he let go of the ball. looked like he kind of hurt his knee a little bit on that play. And the one where he did fumble after the Bills' big fourth down stop, he didn't drop the ball so much as he just wasn't paying attention and closed his arms too early, which was a strange thing to see.
0: Yeah, that was awkward.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I wonder if Josh Allen was handing him the ball a little too high or whatever that was. M- maybe there was some sort of strange miscommunication there, but it wasn't your typical fumble. Yeah. And as a result of that, I was surprised that he didn't get back in the game, but... Obviously, McDermott wanted to send a message and hopefully Moss received it and grows from it and doesn't lose confidence there because I think they need him on the field. I I think the stutter step that Devin Singletary tends to do in the backfield... I don't think it works behind this offensive line. I think you need to hit the hole a little faster because they really haven't shown the ability to hold their blocks very long when it comes to the run. Now, speaking of the offensive line, um, we've mentioned them a few times without mentioning that Brian Winters was sent to the bench for this game. And in fact, he didn't start even though the Monday Nighters... When they mentioned the lineup, they did mention that Winters was in there. Uh, Ike Butker got the start at left guard, moving John Feliciano over to right guard. Yep, and man, it seemed like the pass blocking was way better.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. And, and Winters, man, I tell you, ever since that uh, Epinesa, you know, ran through him back in the uh, <laughs> back in the training camp, man, I feel like he'd never yeah. been right now. <laughs> I'm just playing, man. Um, no, winners, I mean, I i they they obviously like uh Buttinger, man, and so he slides into the left guard and moving over uh Feliciano, who I feel like has been playing the best out of everybody. Um I feel like that that's probably what they wanna go with. And I feel like um uh, Feliciano came out the game yesterday and I think winners went in. So yep. I guess he's got, he's uh, the designated swing guy at this point. So I did notice that while watching the game.
1: Mm-hmm. And fortunately, Feliciano came back in the game uh, after a little while. They were looking at his knee initially. Um, but yeah, there were a couple of scares yesterday. And, you know, the Bills players seemed to rebound. But, you know, I'll say it again. Those 49ers can hit, and it reminded me an awful lot of the game that Bills played in Arizona many moons ago that basically ended Trent Edwards' career as a productive player. Yep. I I had never seen a team so physically dominated as the Bills were against the Cardinals on that day, and I was a little concerned when I saw how even – even the running backs on San Francisco, the way they were finishing the runs, I was like, oh, God, I hope this isn't the kind of game where the Bills end up folding because they're just not tough enough. Well, you know what? The defense hung in there, and they delivered some licks of their own. And you mentioned that big hit by uh, by Edmonds on the goal line. Uh, Micah Hyde had a good hit on the goal line uh, as well. Stood up a running back himself.
0: Yeah, he did, man. I, I tell you, it was an entertaining game. Um, Once again, it was a little stress. Um, Watching it, I never really felt like, even when we didn't score and they scored first, I never really felt scared. So it was very enjoyable to watch, man. It was hard-hitting, good plays. It was pretty clean for the most part. So it was enjoyable to watch, no matter, you know, whether it was for Bills, Mafia because we won, or just, you know... Um, even if you're not a fan of either team. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people called me like, hey, that was a pretty good game. You know what I'm saying? So it was entertaining. Yeah.
1: It After the Bills scored their second touchdown, it really never felt like the 49ers were a threat. And even at that point, it felt like the score should have been 21 to nothing. Right. Because that first drive where the Bills didn't convert on fourth down – Lee Smith was open, and Josh Allen threw it behind him. Right. And the touchdown that the Niners scored was because of that muffed handoff, which, right. I mean, that almost never happens. That score could have been much more lopsided in the Bills' favor. The Bills just dominated the game. It, the Niners didn't have any answers. For the Bills offense and that was wonderful to see
0: yeah I agree man and like I said man that defense is still what it is so I don't feel like oh we just beat a scrubby team I mean, the 49ers just got done beating the Rams mm-hmm. so I mean I take it with that and like I said man if you if you're a fan and you want to enjoy hey have you know Thoughts of the Super Bowl and everything is kind of like me. When I go into every Walmart every day and ask them for the PS5s, every day I be thinking, oh, today's the day. And it feels wonderful. They be like, nope. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like a lottery. I think we talked about that before. Like, you spend $10 on a lottery, you know you're not going to win. No, so It just feels good when you just think about it, man. Oh, what happened? What would I say to my boss? What would I come home and say to my wife and kids? Like, you know, hey, just grab your bags. We're moving to Florida. We ain't packing none. They can have this crap. You know what I'm saying? Really? <laughs> right. They can have the crap.
1: That's what you would say to your wife? You wouldn't say to your wife, I'm rich now, so I could get a much hotter woman. You're out of here.
0: No way. I'm loyal to a fault, man. I would never do that.
1: (laughs) I know you're loyal to a fault. You've been friends with me after all these years and me trying to embarrass you in public and everything else.
0: Exactly. No, I would just honestly, I would just come home and say, let's go. We're moving to Florida. Leave the car, leave the clothes. We ain't packing up nothing. We don't need those rags. We don't need that (laughs) junk. Like, all my most valuable possessions is like, no, I don't deal with that trash. How dare you ask me to move that stuff? You got to move it, so. (laughs) But, yeah, that's how, I mean, that's how it is. That's how you feel, you know what I'm saying, so.
1: Do you remember the comedian, or Norm MacDonald? No, I don't know Okay, he was doing the news on Saturday night live for a while. I always thought he was a really funny stand-up comedian even before he joined SNL back in the 90s. And uh when he was early in his stand-up career, he was like, "Hey, uh, and I say you should get a dog to protect your most Im- m- most important valuables. You ever see how much dogs cost? That would be my most valuable possession. I have to get a dog to protect my dog."
0: <laughs> yeah, dolls are expensive, man. My daughter been wanting a doll for a while, man, and and we looked into it. You know, my my wife is very like contemporary. She really doesn't like pets. Everything is OCD. She likes everything in this place. But she's like, if Simone wants one, we'll look it up. So we looked at you know the doll prices and stuff, and it's like, oh, for this puppy, this puppy is like eight hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars. And I'm like, man, I'll go to downtown Richmond and find a stray dog, man, and bring it home, man. That'll be free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, I have found that dogs from shelters, especially when they're mixed breed, tend to make the best pets. Yeah. Unless they are in the shelter because they had like some sort of severe uh, behavioral issue. But yeah, mixed breed dogs... They they will love you like no other and be trainable at that. You know, my parents love their Shih Tzus and they pay too much money for them. Whereas some of the best dogs I've ever seen, just these ugly little mutts. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, you know, buying the dog is expensive. Wait till you start getting the vet bills. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have a uh, one of my good friends who I always talk to up in Seattle. He used to play for the Chiefs. And not uh, the Steelers or Sean Washington he does he's like a high executive in a dog insurance company, and so he talks Whoa. about that and he got a couple of dogs so i'm I've never been really a pet person. I had a hamster that I won in sixth grade for winning the chess tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a nerd man i I won the ch- I was in the chess club, and so uh. And I was only in it because it was like this girl I like. So anyway, um, I won the chess tournament. So the, the grand prize was a hamster. And so I named it Robin. I took care of it for about a year. And then it started getting too big and it's sticking up the house. So my father told me one day that, you know, one morning that he died and they got rid of it. I think he just let it go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, and so I cry my ass off. Excuse my language, but I cry my ass off. And I just vowed to never have another pet again because it hurts so much. So,
1: oh, it's yeah. the worst. <laughs> it's the worst when they die. It really well, is. Because, you know, people don't understand you end up liking your pet more than you like most humans.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Even a lousy hamster. Sorry to put you down, but.
0: My next door neighbor, Miss Mabel, dude. She used to tell me, I used to like go over there, and help her out, like, you know, shove her grass uh snow and, and more grass or uh record leaves and stuff. And uh she was older and when I went off to college, I come back and visit. And she used to say, Oh yeah, man, I I love my cats more than I love my kids. My cats, I mean, my kids don't come visit me. They don't call me. My cats love me. And I just see how many people feel that way, man. I'm like, whoa, like people really are into their pets. Like I have one friend, she took out a loan against her house to pay because her cat or her dog had cancer. And so to get these surgeries and stuff, instead of putting the dog down, she took out a loan against her house and had like bills up to tens, tens of thousands of dollars. Uh,
1: You know, and I never had any pets until later in life. And I couldn't understand that mindset until I finally had one. And I started with a cat, ended up with a dog later. And this cat, I ended up loving more than any human except for maybe my mom. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and then I ended up with a dog. And by the way, I ended up with a stray dog that turned out to be a husky collie mix about a year old and was one of the smartest and nicest animals I had ever met. It was it was pretty fantastic. So if you run across a stray, it's entirely possible that it could end up making a great pet for uh, for your daughter, Simone. But I, I got to shift gears a little bit here. We talked last week about how you were homecoming king. Um, were you the captain of your football team? Yes. You're the captain of your football team. You were homecoming king. You won a tournament, a chess club tournament, when you were in sixth grade's sixth grade. I'm wondering what other accolades you received in school. And then I have a follow-up question. So what, what else did you win?
0: Okay. I was, we had the, I think we talked about this last week. We had a Valentine's day dance and uh, I was king of that. And it was senior year. I was on the prom court. I feel like every year um, I was also in the band. I played the trumpet and my freshman year, I was in the all state band where they put uh, all, like all star team, I guess for Damn. a band and they sent us to Florida and we played. And I'm going to tell you, I remember exactly. Um, We played at the grand opening of the Epcot center at Disney world. No. Yeah. I swear. I, I got all the pictures, dude. Hilarious. And so that was the first time I ever went like out of town or whatever, anything like this. And so we played for that. Um, And we would play, that would be the band that played for the um, All-Star Game for football. So I I made the All-Star Game in uh, football my senior year, but I played in the band my freshman and sophomore years. So that's kind of cool. I was a U.S. Army Reserve Scholar Athlete of the Year. What else? I was um, the sweetheart king in my college also my senior year. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't like- So you
1: were, you were obviously wildly popular in yeah. in high school, especially.
0: Well, yeah, because I wasn't, I tell people this all the time. I don't, Please don't act like I'm like Joe Blow, like I had all the girls and stuff. I had no girls. And I think that's why everybody liked me. I wasn't really a threat to anybody. Like no one had beef with me. Like everybody liked me because I was no threat to anybody. Like I had like no girls. I was just the guy that said hi to everybody. Kind of like me at the bar, you know, I just say hi to everybody. I talk to everybody. So so
1: you, you've received all of these accolades and you, you played college football, you played in the arena league. So I've got a kind of a difficult question for you. Yes. Do you think you peaked out in high school?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, I would like to say I did well for myself, man. I mean, I went to college, got a couple of degrees. I mean, I'm yeah. upper-middle-class neighborhood. I mean, I would like to think I did okay with myself. I mean, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm just messing with you,
0: dude. It ain't like I still live with my mom. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing this for my mom's basement or anything. I mean, I not <laughs> <laughs> I mean, damn, man. I mean, you know, I was one step away from my PhD. I taught at Florida State. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like my life is good. <laughs> I, mean, I, ain't or, I, mean, I ain't You act like I'm Delonte Westing it out here, like homeless. I mean, no, I shouldn't say that. I mean, God bless me. But I mean, I feel like I've done well for myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Really? Because last I checked, you were hanging out outside of a GameStop like all night long. Like, it it sounds like life sucks for you, man. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, I guess that
0: is bad. I'm out there with high school kids. Yeah, I can see that. That's fair.
1: Yeah, they're all smoking weed, and you're so straight-laced, you're not even doing that.
0: I was the oh, the oldest person out there, so I guess my life is bad. But let me tell you something. Man. I feel like, all right, let's, can we talk about that? I'm glad you brought this up. The whole PlayStation thing now is like, it's like my life's mission. Like, me and my wife were talking about it yesterday. <laughs> She's just like, why don't you just order it? You know, I mean not order, but why don't you just order it off eBay, you know, and paid the thousand dollars? I said, No, I refuse to do that. I want to get it for four ninety-nine. It's like my life's mission now to get it in a store and whether I gotta camp out for it or go in there and harass associates like what happened yesterday. Oh, I, I didn't even tell you about that. No, yeah, tell so me. I went to Walmart here in my neighborhood, right? And so it was this website where you could see the inventory, and since they shut it down. But it shows that, oh, this Walmart has this many PlayStation 5s. It's like a, you know, the dark web, you know, website. You know what I'm saying? And so we all ran up there. It was about 30 people up there like, oh, this app says that y'all got them. And so this lady started yelling at us and everything. And I was like, why are you yelling at us? We're just asking questions. Dude, this lady, once I started talking, she called the police. And so like ten, so like, oh yeah, I should have taped it. And so like 10 police came up there. And so it was me and this uh one guy, and one guy once the police came, he did all. He looks like the dude from Saturday Night Live with the curly hair, the white dude with the glasses and curly hair. That's what it yeah. looks like. And so uh he was talking to him and stuff. He was like, I just think that's, you know, he's going off or whatever. And obviously, I can't say nothing because I'm a big black guy. And I know they just wait for me to say something. They want. Oh, to- God. Yeah. They got oh.
1: one. They, they see you. They got one hand on their gun.
0: Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So they're waiting for me to pop off. I'm just sitting there. I ain't saying nothing. And so she talks to him for like five or ten minutes. And then she's like, hey, you, sir. And I knew it. I'm like, she's waiting to talk to me because he was first. I was second. And so she's waking to get to me, and I was like, "Oh, I'm looking for a tripod, ma'am. I don't even know what these people are talking about, right?" And so she goes back and talks to the sales. So like, no, he was yelling at me. He was doing this and that, and, I, and everybody like, no, he wasn't. We was all just sitting there asking questions about the PS Five. I didn't say nothing. I didn't engage in the police at all because I could tell that that's what they wanted. Like that, they like, dude, you came up in Walmart ten deep. Really? I'm like, are you serious right now? You know what I'm saying? You're oh, saying
1: you came in with a mob?
0: That's what literally what they did, dude. No, I'm talking about them. They called the police at everything.
1: Oh, they came ten deep.
0: They came ten deep with police. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, oh yeah. my god.
0: Yeah. And so anyway, yeah, it's that serious, dude. So
1: well, you know, I had the police called on me at a Best Buy once. How? Well, i w- I was buying a, a cord for my computer, and it was like twelve ninety nine. And when I got up to the desk, it was um, it rang up as like thirty five bucks. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute, this is this isn't the right price. And the guy at the register is like, oh, um, well, let me uh, let me call someone, and he did. And it wasn't hearing from them. It wasn't hearing from them. So he calls them again and was, wasn't hearing from him. He's like, you know what? They must be with the customer. Let me run back and check on it. I'm like, okay, sure. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. He's gone like 10 minutes. So I'm already waiting 10 minutes. Um, and I'm like not feeling well, I got a cold or something. So I turn around and I lean my butt up against the counter and, uh, I'm sitting there for a minute and then I'm sort of like, "Hey, you know what? This is butt height. I'm just gonna slide myself onto it." And this woman comes walking by, and she goes, "Get off of that counter! You can't sit on that counter. What the what the heck are you doing? What you think you are?" I'm like, "Why? Why can't I sit here? I'm just I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here." And uh, she gets all like head swivelly with me, and she's like, "Cause it ain't a chair." Um, And I'm like, oh, OK. Uh, so she walked away I sat back down. Well, she came back with the police.
0: <laughs>
1: she came back with the police and the police officer is like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just waiting for a price check. <laughs> and she's like well you get down onto the floor and you're behind the register and you don't belong. i'm like i'm not behind the register <laughs> uh, um but yeah i stood up and i'm like okay but see see how different it is i can have the police called on me at a retail store in a majority minority neighborhood columbia heights dc and i get One old, frail looking police officer coming to talk to me, you get 10 people called on you and you didn't even say anything.
0: Yeah, in the upper middle, you know, upper middle class area, you know, yeah, I get 10 of them called on me, dude. So, uh, at least that makes me feel safe. I mean, at least I know the police are coming, they call, but I just like. The lady was totally out of line. And once again, man, these, these people in these retail stores, they're going through a lot right now with COVID sure. and with this PS5 stuff, and they don't have enough for everybody, so I get it. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, she was totally out of line. But, but I wonder what
1: on. happened during the day leading up to that moment.
0: Yeah. I'm sure this was like 8 o'clock last night. It was right before the game, actually, because – when we first got up there, she was like, oh, yeah, because the guy was like, yeah, this website said y'all got at least six. She was like, no, we have four, but I can't find them. And we're like, all right, then we'll, we'll wait. Like, you know, we'll wait for you to find them because how are you going to just not have four? You know what I'm saying? So she comes back after about 30 minutes and now more people come. And she was like, I told y'all that we ain't had none. I was like, you didn't tell us you had none. You said you couldn't find four. You know what I'm saying? So then she, you could tell she kept going kind of back and forth into the back. And so she got some dude that she obviously told to put on the assistant manager job. Cause we like, we like, can we see your manager? He's like, sure. And so she went back and got this dude. And he come out with assistant manager. I knew he wasn't the assistant manager. I could tell the way he walked up. You know huh. what I'm saying? And I'm like, are you the assistant manager? He didn't say nothing. I'm like, are you the assistant manager? He's like, yeah. And yeah. Well, she's training me. And I'm like, well, hell, you ain't the manager them. She's training you. I was like, man, y'all full of crap. So the whole time I was feeling like they had the foreign stock. They was probably holding them for other workers because you could kind of see people kind of lurking around. You know what I'm saying? They were kind of walking back and forth. They was all kind of in the area. She ran over in the corner and kind of talked to them. So I think, honestly, I think she was holding them for the employees. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so yeah, I that... tried on it. I was like, you're a damn liar. Forget that. And that's when she called the police.
1: Wait, you called her a liar?
0: Yeah. Because I told dude, I told Charles or whatever, that's, that's the name that was on the name tag. I was like, you're not an assistant manager. You all are lying right now. You told me you have four and now you say you can't find them and now they're not there. I was like, you all are lying. You know what I'm saying? And so going back to what we were saying, I know we got to got off topic is now I'm making this my life. Like I could, I mean, I'm not trying to brag enough, but I could go buy it off eBay right now. But I, my life mission is to get it, even if I got to camp out for two days to get it. So I know that might seem like a loser thing. I get it. I've never done anything like this before, but it's like COVID. It's like, ah, uh, you know, ain't got enough, really nothing else going on. Let's just, you know, try to get it that way. I, I want it for
1: $500. Not $500. I got to be honest. There's, to me, honestly, there's nothing loser about it. It shows how much you care about your kids and what you what you will do to make Jalen happy. And it's really nice, actually. And anybody who knows you knows how big your heart is and that you do it for that reason and not because you're like some old stoner who wants to eat Doritos and play video games all day long.
0: Well, I'm glad you clarified that because not going back to what you said before, do you feel like you peaked out? I mean, because I, I I put the I put the articles of stuff and me being homecoming king and all that stuff. Because we was talking about the goal line stand last week. Yeah,
1: that was good stuff. Was
0: like, and somebody was like, "Yeah, man, Al Bundy." I was like, "Yep," them three three touchdowns at Poke High, man. I was like, "Yep, that's me." You oh, know.
1: that was the river fish, our boy.
0: Yeah, man. I like. Yep, that's me. I'm Al Bundy, you know. Now you might catch me with a dog sitting on the couch with my hands in my pants. You know what I'm saying? So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, and by the way, that was a super funny comment.
0: It was hilarious, man, and I love it. You know, just like somebody tried to give you the business on Twitter too, and you uh, you at me to comment. I like what you say about my mama. <laughs>
1: right, <laughs> Re- referring to me as your mother?
0: No, I was just—that's what people say. They was like, "What you say about my mama?" Like when somebody try to crack on you, you know.
1: Yeah, I know. And you pretended I was your mama? No, I'm just kidding. I, I know, I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> I am just giving you a hard time left and right today.
0: You are. You just kicking me in my gonads, man. I'm glad to see <laughs> more balls in your fucking bag, gee.
1: Yeah, man. They're my (laughs) speed bag today. (laughs) Yep. So let's go back to the Bills for a minute here. So how do you feel about this team moving forward? There's four games left. We're we're three quarters of the way through the schedule. What?
0: We just need to win two of the last four. We need to win two of the last four. It would be great to win – Pittsburgh and uh Denver and be done with it um but just beat Denver and win one between the Patriots Miami preferably or Pittsburgh so I can see us going three and one at worst two and two I don't see us going one and three at all unless Josh Allen doesn't play so I feel really good for the rest of the season man.
1: So, who are the two teams that they're going to beat?
0: Denver won for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll say the Patriots. Okay. I'll say the Patriots. That doesn't mean I don't think we could beat Pittsburgh, but if I had to put – I'm not a betting man, but if I had to put money on it, I would say Denver for sure and then New England – We might drop it against Pittsburgh, and then the Miami game won't mean anything. We'll arrest our starters.
1: Yeah, I I hope so. Yeah. Uh, After that year where Wes Welker got injured in the first half of a meaningless game right before the playoffs, the Patriots were hurting after that, and uh, I don't ever want to see that happen to the Bills. So, I think we should wrap up here. I think we should be – what's that?
0: I said most definitely, man. We got football practice, man. 11U football we're headed. I don't know if you see it on Twitter. We're headed to Naples, Florida next week uh, playing for the FBU National Championships, man. So we got practice, man. We got to get to work.
1: Yep. Got to get to work. And by the way, watching some of those video clips online, seems like all of the kids out there, they play a little too upright. I agree. I'd love to see them drop their seats a little lower, a little more knee bend. they have much better leverage.
0: I totally agree, man. We emphasize that every day in practice, man. Kids don't want to bend.
1: Anyway, I want to thank very sincerely everybody who joined us for this episode of Jamie D and Big Newt. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. And I know you can't wait to hear the stories from the big man here. So, Big Newt, Give us our song.
0: I forgot to mention this two weeks ago, man, but Cornelius Bennett and Steve Tasker, it's time for them to be in the Hall of Fame, man. Let's get them in, dude. Steve Tasker is one of the best all-time special teams player. Let's get them in.
1: And my all-time favorite, Buffalo Bill.
0: Oh, yeah. And as usual, hey, 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 hey.